0: The world went to hell around the year 2000, which is why Adam and Chad live less than 2000. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app and continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content, specials, and early access to a longer, uncensored, less than 2,000 experience. And now, Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wince and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Dude, I almost got into a bar fight last night. What? You got no, kidding I'm, me? I know. I'm 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 absolutely dead serious, and I I don't think it was because I was like all amped up after watching blue chips. But what? I literally, no kidding, almost got into a bar fight. I mean, I haven't been. In, I a I've never been in a bar fight. What? And and b. I literally almost got into a bar fight, my first one. So that's heavy. I, I don't want to get into what it was about because that's immaterial. Because oh. the reason I'm bringing it up, we're talking about it off the air. <laughs> I'm not you. This guy starts trying to, and this guy was like 300 pounds. I mean, this guy was massive, okay? Like, mm. and taller than me and all this kind of stuff. But I and mean, he you was... got
1: him, so, so you mean you got him by a good 50, 75 pounds there?
0: No, like he has me by about 50 to 75 pounds. So, <laughs> oh, I see what you did that
1: there. That was a joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm just minding myself. I'm literally to myself watching football, right? When this guy starts, starts stepping up to me, trying to fight right and and you know if you he he mentioned something about a family member you don't do that so like that's when i got in his face uh it was not a yo mama joke but i got so i got his face i said don't you ever effing do this get the hell out of here i mean i'm screaming at this guy the reason i bring this up because the entire time i'm doing it the filmmaker in me was sitting there chuckling inside. My face was, was fire red angry, but inside I was chuckling because I'm going, is this the moment where I get to grab my beer and throw it in his face? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this my movie moment? Do I finally get this moment? I mean, if you wanted was to moment, actually get in a fight,
1: you would do that.
0: Yeah. And because and, then I had then blind with rage, I thought like maybe I could smack it over his head. Oh I was my God, angry. dude. That's but, intense. But anyway, so I'm literally chuckling inside, going like, is this my movie moment? Do I literally get to throw something in somebody's <laughs> face? Because I've yeah. never ever had a chance to do that because I'm a lover. Not a fighter, so I'm. Tr- so I'm trying to connect
1: that story you just told and somehow transition that into that. Kind of sounds like Nick Nolte in the movie Well, Blue it actually Chips. does. So when the he gets all angry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's
0: that's. Well, it kind of does, and that's why I was saying the rage of of the. Oh, I, I I was all amped after watching Blue Chips, uh. But no, like that that opening scene when he's sitting there kicking stuff in the locker. You are the sorriest sons of I've ever tried that's- to count. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. <laughs> and then would run out the door. And the coach like, all right, guys, they'd be picking stuff. Like, all right, guys, we're going to. And they come in and another thing, <laughs> <Yes>. you know, <laughs> and then leaves. The coach You're like, all right, guys, don't deserve a locker room. Yeah, and then he comes in and throw again a third time and <laughs> yes. throws the the water <laughs> station, kicks it. <laughs> you know, oh, like, I love it. He's like, he's he doesn't even know what to
1: tell him. He's like, you guys think of something, and then leaves. <laughs> I can't tell you how sick of basketball I am right now. <laughs> and that's it's a great great opening to this movie. And then during the game, he ends up like kicking the ball when he gets kicked out of the game for, for getting an arrest face. And it's, it's, it's the best performance I've ever seen Nick Nolte even come close to doing. I I loved his performance.
0: His performance was incredible in this film. Um, we got to see an entirely different side of him. I will say when he kicks the, him kicking the basketball is one of my favorite parts. But I mm-hmm. also am equally annoyed at the sound design team because the thunderous sound that came from the foot hitting the ball was so over the top. <laughs> I mean it like shook my living room with the thud as it went as it, you know, flew into the stadium. <laughs> but um You're a
1: filmmaker. Is this a true story? It's not a true story. It's not a true story. It's it is
0: it's pretty good. It's pretty realistic, isn't it? It's so realistic that I thought maybe there was a chance that this was based on a true story. Well, and I mean, this type of stuff
1: happens—the pay, pay for play. I mean, no, it's it doesn't. What are you all, talking all about? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this wasn't like based on an actual guy or anything, like a specific school okay. or a specific coach. But it has so much uh, it has so much authenticity to it because it's got actual sports people in it including like rick patino is the is the first coach you see and he it's so freaky because he's so young and rick patino all of them all these if you are a college head head coach for 30 years you are involved in some kind of scandal it's impossible (laughs) to not be involved in some scandal like pay for play or i i don't even remember what rick patino did but i think it was like pay for an abortion or something like that it's oh not, dear
0: yeah. yeah but
1: with his mistress like it wasn't i fact check <laughs> we gotta <laughs> but um so so it, it's got dick vitel in it and it's got bobby knight and and uh, bobby knight is great none of bobby knight's uh it, uh lines were scripted it was just all improv and nick nolte actually followed bobby knight around for for a season to see what it's like to be a high strung head coach in the NCAA. Wow. That's
0: pretty crazy. Well, how about Larry Bird's uh uh yeah. little cameo in it? Playing himself.
1: Yeah. The hick from French Lick. And he's just like, Yeah, I know Ricky. I could take you to Ricky. So <laughs> that guy that played Ricky. Alright, so so Ricky is the, the um one of the college kids that are being paid to 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 play. Yeah. And, and Ricky is like, um, He's. A, I was like, man, is he a bad actor? Like, he was so bad. At the he country was farm so boy. So bad in this. I was like, is he? Is he? Is he, Like, is he really a college athlete? Like, who is he? And and he's a. His name is Matt Nover, and he he played for Portugal. Like, so he's not even American. Like, he he literally is. He's never been in anything else. He wasn't even a college basketball player or in the NBA or anything. So I don't know how he got the job when you got Shaquille O'Neal. And Anthony Penny Hardaway, uh, yep. in, in in like actual mega stars or up yep. and coming stars. Yeah, you know Pen- Penny Hardaway was not in the NBA yet. And Shaq, he wasn't. He wasn't in the NBA yet. And oh, and wow. and and Shaq, and Shaq uh, said to Orlando, like, "This guy's awesome. You got to draft him." And so, on Shaq's recommendation from being in this movie together, <laughs> Penny Hardaway became a. How would you or- break
0: into the NBA? I made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Seriously? Yes. There's probably no one in the history of the NBA that could ever say, I got my start in the NBA from a movie. Like, let's, Right. Is there any... I, I can't... You know that that exists once, and it was here, and that's it. Yes, it, it, it definitely did work for Matt Nover. No, absolutely not. No, no so, one's even heard. of Obviously, that guy.
1: you know Penny Hardaway was a, you know, a high school or college basketball player. Like yeah. he was a real guy, but I mean, well, he wasn't just some guy off the street. He wasn't actually like Shaq in this movie. Shaq plays a, a guy who who
0: like was too dumb to go to college, supposedly, and 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 he's just like playing in the streets. Yeah, I want to I want to call this out. I'm glad you went there because I, the Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, storyline of this film is 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 my favorite they you you literally think he's like the poor dumb uneducated kid that just mm-hmm. knows how to dunk a basketball and it yep. ends up he's wicked smart and is literally like F- you to the system like yep it's awesome like he's actually a very <laughs> intelligent guy you know you know in the movie and, and I thought that was a really good well played thing to do about about an athlete. Especially one that's so big and powerful, Mm -hmm. a power center. It it, I really think that that made that made the movie for me. Because it kind of flipped it it kind of flipped what you would expect upside down. And it gave more texture to the character. And I think that's what made the movie better for me. And unlike Matt Nover, he, Shaquille O'Neal did a
1: decent job. I mean, he was a good actor. He was fine for what he was. And his whole, his character shtick was, those tests are culturally biased. Like everything was like, that's why he scored a 500 on the SATs as he didn't try because they're quote, culturally biased. And then he actually did try and got a 900 something.
0: Yeah. That's what I mean. It's awesome. He- he
1: gets up in the middle of English literature class. He's like, "Why aren't we learning no African stuff?" It's like, <laughs> um, because this is English literature. <laughs> like, they do have African studies in college. I know, I took them. So yeah, like, you no, know, it's just funny. So yeah, he he's that that he he did a good job in that. I mean, way better than say like how he was in Shazam.
0: But yeah, but yeah. Let's not even go there. When you think about it,
1: coaching in general is insane what they have to do. And they depict it very well in this movie of all the recruiting stuff. And you got to go to see these kids that are, are, you know, they're, they're like 14 and 15 when they're being like scouted and stuff for college and the NBA and and going into into the hood, they got to they got a woo. Not just the coach that they play for, but like their handlers and their hangers on, their parents. You got Anthony Hardaway's uh, mom in this one. Is like she wants a house, she wants a job. She she's like demands it. She's like, my kid will not come to your school unless you hook me up
0: like this. How much do you think that really happens in college sports? I don't think it. I don't think it. Uh,
1: it's obviously not that uh, obvious because, I mean, it's like how this lady, you know... And and there was a paper trail, too, because Ed O'Neill is the uh, reporter who's following the story. I love how Al Bundy is the reporter. And by the way, I love Ed O'Neill as an actor in general. And I really like him when he plays serious parts. And this would have been, you know, 93, uh, 94. He's, He's still only known as Al Bundy at this point, and he's playing a somewhat serious role. But it's like... I mean, they, they, he bought a house. You know, the co signer on the house is the guy who fronted the money. You know, <laughs> Happy by J.T. Walsh, a, a quote, friend of the program, unquote. And, and 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 so yes i think i think perks happen all the time i i don't think there's any doubt about it i just don't think it's as obvious as like here's your lexus here's your fully loaded lexus here's, <laughs> here's a bag a, of cash just a, a bag, bag
0: of cash
1: honestly and, the bag of cash was the smartest thing because they bought they bought his dad a tractor and just like and and they're like there's no way his dad could have had the credit to get that tractor no. it's so, so this is this nothing school the like what was it the western university dolphins i believe um we uh you know
0: uh,
1: buying players in the most obvious way so i i think i think it's probably much more like a bag of cash than something obviously traceable traceable like a house or a tractor yeah we're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks we do linguistic analysis. So the Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine. But so the changed meaning. In Japanese it means to temper. Other times we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later.
0: This is the least coherent
1: episode. Oh, there to- you should- You can find out more about the Spirit Hunters right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network
0: need some adventure in your life what mad universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi fantasy and horror where we delve the depths of pop culture history
1: everything's the same politically but we have ray guns
0: the the actual motive isn't to explore something that's quote yeah. scientifically possible or
1: but neither is star wars and i know there's sh- arguments about that but i would definitely consider star
0: wars science fiction you haven't it's- read dune you know will- i haven't you can never be the quiz at what mad universe on the greenlit podcast network
1: a plot point that they set up that they didn't cash in on, or I think maybe it was in the script and they just decided not to go that angle is Ricky, the white boy from Indiana uh, who demands 30 G's and all of this stuff. Um, He keeps, he keeps it. All he cares about is women. All he cares about is women. There's that, that scene, you know, when he's in class and he's checking out the girl's legs and and, and he's a horn dog. And I could have sworn there would be a, a a part of this movie where he was accused of, of sexual assault or something. And I'm not just saying that out of nowhere because remember the movie the program about college football that came around out around this exact same time They did have that plot point. They did yeah. have the, you know, almost a rape on screen and that they depicted and that the coach like covered it up so the kid could play in a game. So I really thought they were, they planted that seed and could have done
0: more with that too. Do you know what I think it is? I, I think the reason, and I don't know if this was Paramount Pictures uh, demand or what, but blue chips carries a PG 13 rating, mm-hmm. which is already going to soften the reality. Yeah. And the realism of a movie, the program, R-rated movie, right? Yep. I mean, it, it's, it's so R-rated movies don't do as well financially as PG and PG-13 movies, but an R-rated movie can get more real and, and, and a lot more true to the vest. That's why I think Blue Chips was made with a lot of suggestion, yeah. He looks at the legs so you know the type of guy he is, but you don't have to show it. Yeah. You have him screaming, you guys are sad and pathetic and this and that, so you can get the angry coach instead of saying the stuff that most coaches probably would say in the locker room. So I think that's part of it. I think that's a good point. And I don't know if that was because the studio wanted a, a movie. Maybe Shaquille O'Neal and some of the mm-hmm. other basketball players and being yeah. a part of it. Um, you well, know, that's one Very good point.
1: The, well, they went for such... I think those are great points, Chad. I, I, and and to, to kind of build off that and, and to hint to that I think you're completely right, is this, this film does feel so authentic because they did use actual teams like Indiana uh it, it, With the actual indiana logos and and uniforms and Bobby Knight playing himself as the coach of indiana Hoosiers of the indiana Hoosiers mm-hmm. and um if you would have made it that way if you would have made it an R-rated movie with really dark stuff. There's no way Dick Vitale is in this. There's no way all no. these up and coming, you know, uh, basketball stars, coaches, and things are 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 in this film. So, I think from a standpoint of realism and getting the film made and with the authentic, uh, authenticity uh, and and all that, I think that is uh, they score points there. I think I, I'll give you my final thoughts on the film. I Overall, I think this is a good film. I I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was bad. Uh, I'll, I'll expand on that. But it, it has bad reviews. It tanked at the box office. It's a 37, uh, 37% on the tom- uh, tomato meter, <laughs> 37% and only a 51% audience score. It only grossed worldwide $26.7 million on a $35 million budget. So it completely tanked. Like half or a third of people only like this film. And I think the reason for that is that it's not a bad film. The performances are fine. I think the pacing, the editing, the basketball action, I think it's a good film. But I think it lacks that any sort of darkness or grit. It's too sanitized. It's too. It it it, 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 was a mistake to be a PG thirteen film.
0: Correct. I think if you would have made this film with a lot more reality and, uh, like you said, a lot more darkness, I think you see the cult following uh, in the long run make this a successful movie uh, by by softening it by by hiding. In a lot of ways, I, I mean it's kind of hiding the truth, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like a water cooler, you know, lukewarm kind of average story that could have been awesome. Don't get me wrong. I've actually been seeking out to watch blue chips for about 10 years. You couldn't find a DVD. It wasn't, you couldn't even buy it on like Hmm. Apple to download until recently, if I remember correctly. Because uh, I remember searching for this and could not find it. This is like one of the last movies to make it digitized and into the digital realm. Um, and of course, like I told you, I only saw it because it was on Epics, and I was like, "Oh my God, yes! I get yeah. to finally watch this." Um, but I think in going back and giving it another chance, I enjoyed watching it again. But I can see why people don't like it, and it's because it's not truly honest. It's not an it's not an mm-hmm. honest film. And and they depict it. It is made like it's an honest film. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a fictionalized story of things that actually can happen in college sports, yep. you can't not tell the truth. And this film didn't tell the truth. And that's why people don't like it. Well, a
1: well-made point. I, I think,
0: are you surprised at all that,
1: well, I think, I was going to say, are you surprised at all that actual college coaches were in a film about college cheating and stuff like this. But to your point, the fact that it wasn't truly honest, the fact that it was uh, a sanitized version of it, a fact that it's basically kind of excusing uh, this type of behavior, like it's a tacit acknowledgement that it happens, but it's like, it's just out in the open. It's like, yeah, Rick Pitino and and Bobby Knight are just kind of like Jim Bohem or all like just like... uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this stuff happens, and we'll be in a movie about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know anything about the director? I, I do not. William William Friedkin. William. Let's just so directed by William Friedkin. Uh, made a little film called The French Connect. Uh, a little film called The French Connection. Five mm. Oscars, including the Best Director and Best Picture, and another little film you may have heard of called The Exorcist. This was wow. fucking directed by the guy. Who did French Connection and wow. The Exorcist and that, and and so that that is the most surprising thing about this entire exercise of going back and watching this film
0: was <laughs> that it was directed by that guy. Unbelievable. I mean, I can't believe. It. I mean, the guy's eighty six years old. He was born in nineteen thirty five. So like, he had done so many movies yeah, before. He doing did one Blue of the Snips. last episodes of
1: Hitchcock. Like 1965, Alfred Hitchcock show. He yeah. directed one of those. So, I, I mean, and he his uh, he had himself a career, and and he ended up doing this. I will say, as far as directing goes, what do you think about the action? The basketball action I thought was shot really well, and I felt totally. like they 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 uh, went with it. They showed a lot of basketball action. Like yeah. I was surprised by how long the scenes went on.
0: Well, and knowing that that he that they, knowing who the director is now, um, and and now I mean I'm looking at his IMDb page, going, holy cow! I mean this guy, I mean he was in the business for almost thirty years as a director before doing blue chips. I mean, yes. most of us are lucky to have like like a, 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 a sliver of what this yeah. guy has done. Right, like so so n- most people, this this blue chips would be his peak. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like okay I you know that little movie blue chips yeah I did that oh sweet I mean that like that should be the highlight instead this is like his low light <laughs> of yes. his career that being said knowing the the level of detail that he goes into filmmaking he, he probably had a love of basketball or college sports in general maybe or something yeah uh, or he's just a really great director because clearly he is so it doesn't surprise me that these that the basketball shots were 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 that good because it did feel real. He brought a lot of realness to it. It surprises me that this is a PG 13 movie. You would think that a distinguished director would Mm -hmm. have gone a little more honest, but here's the thing. We all know that studios are here to kind of mess things up at times Mm. and, and not everything is always the filmmaker's fault, you know? And that's why I say, I don't know. Maybe Paramount said, Make it as real as you want, but it has to be a PG-13 rating, and yeah. and if that's the case, uh, there's it's going to be watered down a bit. Uh, so I mean, we, uh, yeah, it it ended a little. It ended feeling like validated, but yet a little weird on the pacing. Um, just because I don't want to blame the director, I'll, I'll blame the studio for the yeah. the you know the watered down version of what this movie could have been. It was fun because we were young and we loved playing basketball. You mm-hmm. and I played, you know, on the same team together. Um, and you started, so it, I rode the bench. I, well, hey, you admitted it. I, uh, you know. <laughs> but so, and, and of course, Shaq was amazing. So here again, like it has a little piece in my heart that I'm always going to like the movie to a degree. But is it a great film? No, No, I can see why I can see why 40, 50% of people don't like it. We would always, we would always play
1: one-on-one and you were Shaq. And I would like to say I was Penny Hardaway, but I was more like, Ricky in this movie, I was the, the the white guy from Spain, like no one's ever heard of, and like going up against Shaq because you know I was you know four eleven and you were already you know six you were like six feet tall before you shrunk back down to five seven. Yeah, you know, I mean I was time. the third
0: tallest guy in junior high. Like I had yeah. that growth spurt early. I remember going like, man, I'm gonna be able to dunk by the time I'm in eighth <laughs> grade, and then literally. And it wasn't because I drank coffee at that age. I stopped growing in seventh grade. Yeah. And everybody kept going. And so then by the time I get to high school, they're like, so you're a point guard, right? I was like, point guard, I'm forward. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> no, you were no, used you're to not. like posting me up.